0: Hey everyone, it's MMA by Milliken. Check this out. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify apple Podcasts and many more you can make money from your podcast with minimal listenership it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started take care Good morning, my friend. It's Seth, the MMA Catfish. I was just calling to wish you happy birthday. I don't even have the Twitter app on my phone, or I would have logged in and reached out to you there. But I hope you have a wonderful birthday, and I always appreciate you. Much love. All right, so thank you very much, good brother. It is me. It is I, MMA by Milliken. That, of course, is the voice of my man Seth at MMA. He's at MMA Catfish. I'm still going to shout you out, brother. I know he's taking a hiatus from social media. Uh, his podcast catfishing with tat daddy you still take check it out if you haven't already remember you can find us on this app anchor as it says in the intro but you don't necessarily have to use it just to start up your own podcast you can actually use it download it listen to podcasts, listen to our podcast and leave a comment all you have to do is hit that click the button and start talking and you know when you're finished done boom that's it. It's easy as pie. You want to send in an audio question as easy as pie to do using Anchor. Now, I am working on other tools right now. You can hit me up. You know, if you don't want to mess with uh, not this my man Seth, but anyone out there who is listening, if you don't want to mess with Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, it's all good. I got MMA mmabymillican.blogspot.com. You can always check out my edited pick cards there. I'm glad people on Instagram are enjoying them. You can check them out on the Blogspot as well. And you can hit me up at mmabymillican at gmail.com. Hit me up there. Give me a hello. How you doing? That's better than a phone number, honestly, is the email. Plus, man, I'm technically... I I don't think I... I thought I was a boomer, but I guess I'm not a boomer. Technically, I'm a millennial. I don't know, but I got the same millennial tendency. This dude years ago did this joke. uh, It's a cat backing up. I forget what it's back. It's a little kitten. It's backing up. And the caption reads, a millennial when a phone rings. And it got like, you know, it, it blew completely up. I don't know who, I, to this day, I don't remember who did his uh, little video clip. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. I see a phone number I don't recognize very, very. And it's, it's a shame. I'm a grown-ass man. Oh, man, at that. Yeah, that phone rings. I got problem. <laughs> you know, I need to get out of that though. It's nothing like hearing someone's voice on the other line. But hit me up at MMA by Millican at gmail.com and boom, then I know who it is calling. Like, Yo, this is the phone number. I, this is me calling. Damn it. Answer the phone. Then I can work that whole thing out. But yeah, I usually, when I get up, emails first order of the day. It's first order of the day, especially for the MMA things because sometimes I get sent content, etc. So yeah. Yeah, that's a good place to hit me up. And that way you don't have to worry about. But you always see me send me DMs, Instagram, Twitter. It's no problem. Like I said, I'm not really big on Facebook, um, but I do have to take time out to get my Facebook page together. But yeah, I'm not real big on it right now. Uh, just not. I'm not enthusiastic about that. I, that's it's just me. I have a lot of fun on Instagram, which funny because I start now. You know, I really didn't care for either site. Like Facebook owns Instagram, and I didn't. I hated both. Uh, Just for GP not some of the things that they've done, but I'm not surprised Whenever someone reports, you know, you see the delete Instagram or delete Facebook. I'm never surprised never surprised Uh, They were brought before Congress for a reason. So yes UFC Vegas I sell thank you so much for the birthday wishes. I didn't have to post that clip But I decided to do it. So anyway, cuz he's just the coolest dude going It's a wonderful person and Yeah, I just want to uh, yeah, Thank you, Seth. Thank you. It was a wonderful birthday indeed. UFC. It was, he actually left me that message the day of my birthday, which was November the 6th. And what a gift I have received. UFC Vegas. UFC, I say UFC, Vegas. UFC Vegas 42 was a gift. That was fantastic. But UFC uh, 268 was absolutely fabulous. It was great seeing the ladies in person, especially Thug Rose and jean Way Lee. jean Way Lee holds a special place in my heart when I you know, study her fights and was trying to get people on the timeline to stop claiming that she crushed cans or any of this other nonsense. They were saying like, no, y'all don't know y'all. And she also helped me her, uh, her, I guess you would say voyage through the UFC so far has led me to opportunities to truly like explain to people like she, this woman is no joke and really, Push me, because I always get I got a lot of her fights 100% dead on, and really let me know that, man, maybe I'm not too... I call them Suspect Picks, but maybe I'm not that bad at it. Uh, suspect, my picks for UFC uh, 268 weren't bad. Now, UFC Vegas uh, 42, ah, it was... Ah, I think I got like five wrong on that one. Ah, yeah, that was a tough one. That was a tough one. A lot the underdogs just said, not today. Not today, especially that Ben Rothwell one. I got that dead wrong and every reg- i thought the fight- i never did a podcast for that one i wish i did but i, I would have been dead wrong because i, I would have said that man these heavyweight fights i'm not looking forward to any of them bellator shut me up bellator heavyweight fights were fantastic won championships for, for, uh, won, um, heavyweight fights were fantastic as well finishes finishes the heavyweight said not today not Today, Ben Rothwell is probably somewhere still asleep, people. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see Felicia Spencer. I picked her to win. I picked the Ben Rothwell one wrong. Underdog came through with flying colors. Felicia Spencer, I picked her, got that one right. But goodness, at no point in time did I think she was going to finish no fight. Same with Andrea Lee. I I actually didn't think there was going to be a finish for UFC 2 Vegas 42. I prayed. I prayed. And... So, uh, Sinead Kavanaugh, her being thrown in the Chris Cyborg volcano, as it were, being the sacrifice, I put in the wish to the MMA gods. They embraced their sacrifice, which was Kavanaugh. And we got not only, because I prayed that the first two fights would be finishes for USC Vegas 42, and the whole entire prelims, baby. It was only two decision fights on the night. And, well, you know, the one with Courtney Casey and Luana Jojo, that one was mm, yeah, that that one wasn't too great. Uh, but I am glad that Cor- uh Cast Iron Casey won. Cause I hate when a fighter comes in misses weight and still wins. I'm glad she uh lost. And listen, Cynthia Calville did not give up. I'm so tired of people saying that Cynthia Calville gave up. She did not give up. Because she was done. And then that was the trail that she's been on. Andre didn't go in there against her, and Andrea Lee. She is just, she has what it takes. She's talking, you know, they discuss her with Valentina because they need somebody fresh in there. (laughs) I know a lot of people's like, she got no business being in there with no uh, Valentina go, What the hell? There's nobody left, people. She's wiping out her own division. There's nobody left. She's about to clear this joint out. There's no one left, you know. So, But the sad part is, Andrea Lee, she should be there fighting. Had she won, been on that win streak instead of a losing streak, she would have been facing Valentina. And we're talking about someone with an amateur boxing background, amateur Muay Thai champion, I mean champion, a Golden Globes boxer, Muay Thai champion, amateur level, and a jiu-jitsu practitioner. There's no reason why she should be in the situation that she's in. Losing to Roxy, Roxy, whenever I see a young prospect, I automatically believe that Roxy's going to destroy them. Even Casey O'Neill, I think Roxy's going to beat her too, because they, they, she has too much damn experience. You know, she has too much experience. Chella Santos, she is just a freak of nature. You know, she's going to, I think, continue to storm through that division. I got her early pick. Early pick. I got her over. Uh, now, it's not. I'm about to say JoJo Calderwood is now just Joanne Wood. Just got married to her training partner. And, and listen her coach and uh listen usually that doesn't bode well aspen lad that the coach is that was her boyfriend and even misha tate says now you know it's not a good idea she knows from i guess from i don't i don't remember her dating you know anything about her and her coach but hey she says she knows firsthand and she knows all these women so she knows a ton of female fighters of course most of them over at one fc where she was an executive And if what I understand, she invites a lot of female fighters or used to, I don't know if she still does now that she's a parent, but she used to invite a lot of female fighters where it's always uh, open door to female fighters to come over there, train, get advice from her, just a wonderful person. And I think that that's why, you know, she's critical of the Aspen last situation as she should be. And the Luana Jojo situation is very similar in that the cheating situation because the courtney casey said if you, if you are lawana jojo a simp and you want to watch she got cut it wasn't simply because of the losing streak it was because courtney casey said at the pros conference i usually don't listen to pros conference but somewhere i want to check this one out and because i was wondering what the hell's going on with this weight situation and courtney casey first order business she said well she kind of thought that she looked over and which jojo it does she looks a little you know she doesn't look like she's 125 <laughs> okay she doesn't look like a 125er at all and courtney says she suspected that that was going to be the situation and her manager she reached out to her manager her manager reached out to jojo's team to ask about what do you think you want catch weight at no point in time should a fighter have to reach out to say yo you you sure you don't want catch weight especially in the case of courtney casey and JoJo, Courtney, always makes weight. She shouldn't have to be forced to offer that. She's trying to get a victory in the division that she's really, because she was in straw weight for a long period of time. So, you know, she's only a few fights in with fly weight. She's not trying to have that messed up because somebody needs catch weight all of a sudden. She's trying to get a victory that scores, that helps her in that division. And they said, no, everything's good. The next thing you know, she's missing weight by damn near three pounds. That, that should be a fireball offense. You find out that the team that shouldn't be offering the catchweight offers catchweight, and then all of a sudden you come in overweight. Yeah, that, that can be, Courtney said, it. I don't know if she said cheating, but yeah, that's about as close to cheating as, as, as it gets. Because cause you say, well, why not get the catchweight so you don't get fined? Because if you come in overweight, especially for a grappler, because that's what Georgia is, she's primarily a grappler, more so than a striker, that benefits her that benefits her because she missed, probably did a half ass hydration to come in over. Then, cause if she, if she gets the fine, but gets the win bonus, it doesn't matter. And a lot of fighters have been able to do that. So yeah, you know, that's not, that's that's bad, man. That is bad. So uh, that's, that's really why she got cut. Well, I don't know if she got cut, maybe her contract was up and they just wanted to release her. I don't know, but that's a good way to get cut. You know, you find out that they offer of catch weight and you still turn it down, it still came in, miss weight. Yeah, that's, that's, if anything should get you cut, that should be it right there. But yes, it was a fantastic card. Two weeks back to back, the whole entire past couple months, I got to see my girl Chris Cyborg fight, got to see Stan Faratek, Izuki Harata for Empower. Not a bad couple months at all. Just birthday presents after birthday presents. So I'm going to leave it. Stop it right here. And yes, I, like I said, I'm the same one who is trashing Leon Edwards. I'm going to keep trashing him. But I'm glad he got his damn title shot. Tired of hearing from that dude. But we're going to get right into suspect picks. All right, people. Suspect picks. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. All right. Can I help you make more money with your betting? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe. I don't know. Hopefully. Hopefully. So, Loopy, Loopy Godinez. When she decided to step in, in place of Cheyenne Bays, or Cheyenne, Cheyenne Bays. It's not Bays, it's Bays. It looks like Bays, but it's Bayes. Uh, now, you know it's going to be messed up. Because her husband is struggling. Her husband is pretty, he's struggling right now. So it'd be crazy if he got cut, but she's still there. I, oof. Yeah. Because that night when they both fought, you know, when she said she's going to follow Montserrat Ruiz, home yeah okay yeah all right i love to see that and everyone kept saying the same thing i think even Tatiana Suarez said the same thing like why so you get that collar and elbow tie up again so you get uh, uh the judo toss again hey shut up <laughs> anyway uh Loopy Loopy is doing a quick now see the thing is when now when Cheyenne was facing uh Luma i said you know what this is an easy fight for luma right here luma gonna whip her ass i swore up and down i'm like listen this is that was easy right easy right there like oh wait versus luma <laughs> oh right off the bat as soon as i seen it, i was like yeah i'm putting money on luma for sure loop boom me but then loopy wanted to show up the crazy because he got similar sounding names Both start with L. Of course, uh, Luma, that's one of her many names. Because then I saw recently, I'm like, oh, look at that. Is that her actual real name? Looks kind of new to me. So I don't know what her actual, I'll be honest, I don't really know what her actual name is. This is a bunch of names. It was a bunch of them. I guess what we see now is her actual name. But she goes by Luma, Luke Bumi, as far as we know. Both ladies are 6-2. and two. I just had to highlight. I'm starting with this fight simply so to highlight this quick turnaround. She already made, Luke, you already made her, a history. I think it was a 48-day 48, 48 turnaround. Too bad. unlike, like, Hamsma has, uh Shami Bors is still undefeated. So his history is a little bit better because he stayed on the win streak. But she already made history with her quick turnaround. I believe it was 48 days. Now, shortest time span between three UFC appearances, 42 days for Loopy, uh, Justin uh, Pogay, I guess, Pog. 64 days for him. Boris was 66 days. 70 days for Sam Alvey. And 77 days, of course, you know, Angela Hill is going to be on that list obviously yes luma yeah like i said when she stepped in i was just like oh hell this done messed me up this done messed me up you know because i always like to root for luma always usually pick luma except when she faced off against angela hill speaking of which and i think that may have been quick turnaround fight i'm not too sure can't remember Uh, But yeah, I knew that uh, Angela Hill, when she said she had better Muay Thai than Luma, I was like, yeah, yep, she does. And she's probably going to whip Luma's ass. And she did. She, if y'all didn't know about that, yeah, Angela Hill whipped Luma's ass. Okay. Six and two versus six and two. This is still an important matchup here, even though Loopy is stepping in short notice. This is a very important matchup, but specifically because it's uh, Godinez. Because they need someone in that 15 spot desperately. I don't know why the hell they put Brianna, Brianna Van Buren. First they switched. First it was she's in the 15 spot. Then they swapped her with uh, Jessica Pende back in the rankings after a long period of time. Good to see she should be in the rankings. Uh, and I gotta give respect for her, you know, title challenger, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. However, I do see the argument for. Uh, well, ho- hopefully Conejo can get on a little good streak and get in there as well. Because to me be in 15 spot, it just just throw in whoever has a one streak who's not ranked should be in that spot. But yeah, Lupe right now, because then if she v- wins, which I think is highly likely, she's a minus 170 favorite versus Luma's plus 144. I'm going with the favorite in this matchup here. I just think that that wrestling is going to be too much for Luma but significant strike, Luma Luke Boone me, man, listen, medalist in Muay Thai, man, I wouldn't be surprised if she lit Godina's legs completely up. See, that's the question. Is she going to just Muay Thai it out completely or really focus on the low leg kicks? I think that's a good tool. Low leg kicks and some spacing. Low, you know, low bam, not combinations. You know, more type fighters, they get on the roll, especially in the second round, they get on the roll, they want to get that plumb going and get those knees and elbows. Utilize the eight... Uh, weapons of more type, but I don't think that's a good idea. Versus Loopy, I just think she's entirely too strong. She reminds me a lot of Andrade, but just the ease that she's able to pick these women up. She tossed Jessica Penny around, Penny around like she was like a, a bag of potato chips. Boy, it was actually kind of scary to see. I know a lot of people are like, what is he talking about? I remember that fight. I know y'all don't. You get on my nerves. I know you don't. I'm tired. What? <laughs> Watch Loopy goodness she's going to be on the prelims please watch her because she's going to be she's going to destroy somebody now she's going to destroy somebody luana carolina was just too much reach too much range uh i just i knew she was gonna loop it was gonna happen plus it was no kind of it was short notice again and no prep you need i know carolina isn't necessarily a top prospect but you know she's somewhat flyweight division when you're going from strawweight to flyweight especially when there's a size height issue that could be that that could be, you know, it's hard to work around, especially if your striking isn't razor sharp. Uh it's hard work around. And then a lot of them are former strawweights in that division who are already tough competition and ranked, by the way, like Alexa Grasso, who's ranked in the strawweight division. So let's start off UFC Vegas 43. Hopefully it's just as exciting as UFC Vegas 42. We're going to start off with Caitlin Vieira. 11 and 2. I want to do the main, you know, touch on this main. Card because that's what you, people really are going to watch 11 and 2 versus 19 and 7. Misha Tate, the legend, living legend, former UFC Bantamweight champion, came in at 135.5. She's the minus 102. Um, slightly pacing at being slight underdog in this matchup. She was the, no, I think Caitlyn was a 120. So I think the numbers actually are starting to even out a little bit. Vieta being the favorite. I just think that v, I got Vieta. Technically, now she looked good at the weigh-in. She looked, she looked okay at the weigh-in. Last time when she went up against uh, Yanukunaskaya, Caitlyn didn't look all that great. She looked very dejected, and she like she continued being dejected the entire time, and it is is pretty unprofessional, especially to be ranked, and especially someone like her who was on a win streak. However, sudden you miss and weight, get it together, sweetheart. This is too important. It's too important, and and she's too tough a, a fighter to not be destroying these women. She's the heir to the throne. I keep saying that she well she was until she got the rail by Irina Adana. No one could have seen that coming. She should not be traumatized by that matchup, but that lost to yana kuna kuniskaya was absolutely unnecessary so hopefully she turns around look misha tate wants to wrestle yeah yeah i know world champion all kinds of stuff Kailen vieta should whip misha tate's ass everywhere striking grappling it should be easy dead to office i'm sorry i know this is the legendary misha tate the woman is old father tom is undefeated i listen love seeing me should take because that is age appropriate simping for me it is age appropriate simping i'm sorry i sound like i'm yelling i'm sorry if please turn the volume down i'm sorry i don't know why i'm kind of yelling on the podcast but yeah this is age appropriate simping for me (laughs) yeah cupcake man she's another one you know she's another one who i've been watching from for a while people Misha has been in the game a while. So, yeah, you know, like, and, and this could, a loss could be a change in the guard. This is a very important matchup, very important, because right now where they are in the rankings, you know, Misha only has, she she's not going to face Yana Kuniskaya because Yana is out pregnant. It's just uh, Irene Adana. And, and although I like Adana's chances against Tate, that's a clear, that's a fast pace. And I think GDR would destroy Misha, but still, this could be a, a quick, this would be a. this is huge because imagine Misha getting a, another chance at the title, 35 years old. Okay, that's not bad for someone who's been in the game as long as she has. I mean, people, listen, we're talking about someone who, you know, started off, It was basically a tournament, start off tournament, Kaitlyn Young. She had lost to Kaitlyn Young. She's not been in the game a minute. 2007, November 24th, 2007. Whoo, that's a long time in the game, people. Long time in the game. So four finishes via strikes, seven finishes via submission, four missed tape, Um, but uh, yeah, I just see her. She should get destroyed by Caitlin Vader. Black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, black belt in Judo. She should get destroyed. I'm sorry. Uh, Michael Chiesa. Hmm. 17 and 5, trying to take the O away from Sean Brady. Plus 144, plus 144 underdog in this matchup right here. Sean Brady has been my lock i'm going to stick with my lock every time i go against my locks by the way i i lose i went against Sorel gone who's a lot who's been a lot for me at heavyweight and i lost I thought Derek Lewis was going to pour a surprise victory out of his hat. He did not do that. My lock Cyril gun continue going forward. I'll probably stick with Gane versus Ngannou, although I just think that Nangano, he's training to be technical. He's trying to train him to get a better understanding of kickboxing and Muay Thai, which I believe he's going to do. But I think he's going to abandon all he, we want to sit there and find out that he had like a long list of all this training. Francis. And I'm gonna watch him. We all gonna watch him abandon all of it and just plow forward, completely out of out of control. Plow forward like he's the, with the hawk smash, and, and knock Cyril Gunn's head off. And we're just gonna be sitting up there like, what the hell? The technical striking is supposed to work. What is this madness? I think that's what's going on. I feel like I'm yelling. I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm yelling, people. I, I apologize. Uh, but yeah. I believe that that's what's going to happen in that matchup. So, yeah, I'll probably stick with Ghan in that one, giving you an early, early prediction. Because, I hate every time I go against... Don't get me wrong. I think France is going to destroy this dude. But every time I go against my, my locks, bad things happen. So, yeah. Now, and and uh, like I said, Sean Philly, baby. Sean Brady at number 14. This is very important because Michael Chiesa cannot afford to lose this man. He is ranked at number six. That's going to throw all his plans... To get up there, because we know Usman, if he doesn't retire after facing off against Leon Edwards, which is highly likely. I mean, the man is stuck with a bunch of rematches, but I could see him wanting to hang around for because Luke is right there. If Luke doesn't get a fight or if he does and still wins, he's right after Edwards. So I can see him because that's a different fighter. He desperately wants to face someone different. And I certainly understand that. So I could see him saying, well, wait a minute. Vincent is he's he's ready. Oh, oh, and then Sean Brady comes up, and Beast Kaesa. Oh, cause I don't see Thompson. No offense to Wonderboy. I don't see him doing nothing with no uh, Sean Brady. All that karate stance ain't gonna help him versus no Sean Brady. I'm sorry, people. So yeah, buddy. Now we got next up on the main. We got uh, Kia Young Ho Kang. Okay. Oh, Kang? Okay. Kang. And 17 to 8, uh, 135, these men are fighting. Both Everyone may wait. They're being professionals on here versus Ronnie Yaya. I can certainly see 27, 10, and one. I can certainly see the slight underdog coming in with the victory, but I'm gonna stick with Kay Young, see what happens there. Women's flyweight. Again, I got Santos all day. She's turned, I'm not going to put her as my lock just yet. Even though I've been, every time she fights, which has been kind of frequent, I've been picking her to win. So, I mean, but I haven't put her down as a lock just yet because there's flaws in her game plan. I can, see, I can see JoJo doing well with the grappling. The key for Santos is the grappling. I really don't think that Wood has, because she doesn't have any footwork. So, I can see her trying to use the striking. And trying to maybe uh, use her striking to actually take down Santos, but I just think that Santos is too strong. Uh, so far, she's been really woman handling a lot of these ladies, and I think that Wood is not going to be an exception to that. Fifteen and six versus eighteen and one, minus three, uh, three seventy-five favorite is Santos going up against the plus uh, three hundred Wood. Adrian Yanez. man, of course, obviously the uh, going to pick the plus. 320 favor over Davy Grant. But I'm hoping this is going to be a very good fight. Davey Grant, always game. It ain't not much for the head movements. That's why I'm kind of worried about him. Plus 260 favorite for a reason. Uh, yeah, I'm worried about him. So that's going to be, I believe that's going to be the main card. Because so far everyone may wait. Pat Sabatini, I believe. And he and Tucker Lutz are going to be, going to, uh, be the main. 15 and three versus 12 and one at featherweight. This is very important. Minus 120 uh, favorite. We'll see what happens there. I'm picking a favorite in that matchup there. I'm going with Pat Sabatini. Rafa Garcia, baby. Minus 124 favorite in this matchup. 12 and two at 155 versus Nathan Le- Levy. Undefeated, so we'll see if he can take that W to see. Uh, By say W, take that zero away. So we got two fights where you're going to see that zero taken away. As I said, I'm going with Loopy in her matchup, six and two versus six and two. Very important, as I said. terrence McKinney versus uh, Faraz Zam. Uh, I'm going with Faraz Zam in this matchup here. I just think that McKinney is still a little too green. And two three three, eleven and three. Uh, I don't like his chances if he did try to level change. He is a student under KaSA so I, could, I expect him to level change and not keep it standing. Um, but we'll see what happens. Cody Durgan, I'm going to stick with Cody Durgan, the minus 168 favorite in this matchup here, 11-3-1, and, and no, please do not come on the timeline bragging about picking the favorites if you're a better. Only a sucker would do that. This is nothing to brag about. I pride myself on underdog picks, along with just my general suspect picks. So remember, these sub picks are suspects. I shouldn't have to tell you all that. And Archie Long, 18-8, uh, I believe he has a chance, but I'm gonna stick with the favorite in that matchup there. And of course, Shylon, uh Nura Danbeke. he is 19 and 7, the underdog in this matchup versus Sean Suriano. I don't get the Sean Suriano hype though. 14 and 7, I don't get the hype. There's a lot of hype for that dude. I don't get it. But anyway, Luana Pinero, 9-1. She's going up against Sam Hughes. As I said, early prediction. Stick with the minus. She is a minus 460. Huge favor in this matchup. I believe that she is the highest on here. uh, Yep, highest on here. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully Sam. But I do believe if Sam loses, she's certainly definitely going to lose her jab. Panera is another one who can enter into the straw rate rankings and should. In spite of what happened between her and Random Marcos, I mean, for God's sakes, Van Buren is not it. And she's getting in, she got into the rankings and a loss. <laughs> oh my God. And then she, what, Could she beat Souza? Souza's not even with the company anymore. This makes no sense. Who's doing these rankings? Uh but there you go. There you have it. Suspect picks. There you go. Steaming hot people. Enjoy the violence. Um, yeah, like I said, UFC 268, fantastic. UFC 242. Man, what an event. Yeah. Um, yeah. The old day. Yeah, I picked old day, but I think I'm pretty sure I went with Bruno Silva, uh, Souza. Um Justin Tacoby was a favorite, went with him. Chris Barnett is definitely the one that I got wrong versus Gian Vellante. Uh, But man, what a great dude to be, to have in there for your last fight. Hopefully it's his last fight. Um, But yeah, what what a great dude. Chris Barnett just proved just becoming more of a fan favorite than he already was. Ian Gary, doing his thing, Connor Jr. 2.0. Nasruddin Dean. Uh, I'm of off another one picked. I did not think he was going to uh, finish the fight. Uh, I was impressed there. And yeah, Chris Curtis, I had Phil Hoss in that matchup there. But Chris Curtis said, no, nope, not today. Not my man Hoss out. Al LaQuentin. Now he said that he wasn't knocked out by Bobby Green, that he was, well, you know, he got dropped and he just was like, nah, I'm good listen, you know, he could say he gave up or whatever like that. What are you supposed to do? Get up and get pieced up again? He's going to get pieced up by Bobby Green, period. You know, I didn't think it was going to be that bad, but come on, the way he got caught, that fight was over, people. That, when you get outclassed, it doesn't matter if you're out or not. If you straight up got outclassed the way that Bobby Green outclassed this dude, that's the fight is over. I don't give you hot right back up again. Like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. No, nah, no. Nah. To me, this should be a, a clause where it's like, look, man, where the ref can turn around or me. I can pop up in there and be like, listen, bro, you got outclassed. Straight up. This fight is over because you're just going to get outclassed again. No, this fight is over. My man got class. Speaking of class, boy, Andreas Mechalinis. I mean, I don't know who the hell even picked him to win his fight versus Alex Pieta. But, yeah, um, he got smoked like a pack. I mean, got caught with that, I mean, legendary knee. That's not the first time he's used that knee, people. He's always used that knee. Now, is he going to be a threat in the middleweight division? I doubt it. A man's old. I doubt I doubt he gets to Izzy. But like Izzy, but Izzy said, you know, just a few just get four fights and let's go. I know Izzy wants to avenge that loss that the entire planet keeps talking about. That I myself are tired of tired of hearing Michael Chandler. I'm gonna call him the Iron Man from here on out. Man, my man put on a show put on a show and of course also Shane Burroughs I told y'all him versus Billy Quarantino was going to be a fight right there and I heard that they couldn't get the you know they handed out six fight bonuses uh because you know Chris got his fight bonus Bobby Green got a fight bonus Michael Chandler and Dustin uh Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler got their fight bonus for fight of the night so you know that's a lot of fight bonuses so I believe I heard that Dana Slid some change, some extra change to Shane Burroughs and Billy Quarantino for putting on such a great fight, and of course Marlon Vera. I told that I was impressed though. Frankie, he was still doing his thing. He was still out there trying to wrestle, still doing his thing. But I told you, I warned you, Marlon Vera is going to destroy this dude, and he did. Of course, my girl Rose, she won. Everyone's talking about how you know Whaley won the fight. No, you can't win. Speaking of control talk, because everybody was obsessing over the, uh. The so called takedown of Kobe uh, Covington at what didn't count. It was one takedown, people. Who cares? One takedown out of 11 attempts, which shouldn't count. Who cares? 11 attempts? Stop. The fights, no, stop. He lost. <laughs> he lost. Okay, he got outstruck. Listen, total strikes 158 to 119. Significant strikes. 123 out of 107 all favoring Usman the man lost okay he lost Wei Li, Were y'all watching the fight seriously now they claim that she uh had more total strikes which I doubt but significant strikes favorite Rose two takedowns the thing about take uh of course everyone's talking about well, what is a takedown it is you want to get a flush like Lee did on Rose, like Rose did on Lee. and then control time. Rich Franklin talks about control time all the time. See, that's why it doesn't pay to be a filthy casual, and then all of a sudden want to see something one time drunk, by the way, or high, and then all of a sudden, hey, this is not right. No, man, sit down. You don't know what the rules are, and again, what are the judges seeing? That's the thing that Rich talks about. It's the rules, plus what the judges are seeing, plus what counts. You have to have full control. It needs to be a full take down back on the canvas. All fours is Enough. You have to have your opponent on the ground completely and controlling them for more than two seconds. They hop back up again. Why should it count as a takedown, people? And that's pretty much what Usman did. Why should it count as a takedown? The Rose fight very important because she has seven minutes of control time over Jean Weili. Seven minutes. Weili, in spite of those five takedowns that she scored. She only had three minutes worth of control time. So the judges are only seeing Rose dominate the last two rounds. And in that situation, they're going to favor the person. you got to finish strong. I don't care if it goes to a decision or if you can muster up a finish like Usman did against Kobe in that first matchup. You have to finish strong. You have to score more uh, strikes. You have to do what Rose did. If you're going to do a takedown, it has to be uh, keeping your opponent down halfway through the fight. How did Michelle Watterson go to a split? I believe it was a split decision versus Angela Hill. Control time. Three minutes of control time. I believe it was the fourth round or third round. When she got got Angela Hill down and got kept her down for damn near half. Three, three minutes is damn near the whole round. It's five minutes in a round, people. And Rose, in her case, seven minutes? Come on now. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I hope Wei Li wanders around the higher ranks. Destroys Mackenzie Dern. Sorry. I hope she destroys Mackenzie Dern. Carla And Now, I want Marina Rodriguez to sit on the throne. And I do think that uh, Wei Lee will have problems with Marina Rodriguez. But um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but I do think the wrestling helped her. And I think it will help her versus Carla Esparza. And I, th- I saw improvements, first of all. I saw improvements from Wei Lee. Henry Cejudo is a great coach. Uh, I did see improvements from Wei Li, But I think it helps Wei Li because she was already a good grappler. She just didn't have to use it most of the time when she was in the UFC. Um, but, yeah, I saw improvements. And I think it helped her versus Asparza and Dern. Uh, and she could use it versus Nina Nunes. Uh, and if she ever runs into Claudia Cadelia, but I think Claudia Cadelia should get removed from the rankings because she's been out as of November 7th. She's out for a year. So she needs to be removed. Bellator, I'm not even going to talk about Bellator rankings because they they make absolutely no sense. They make no sense. They make zero sense. Why? They're you, going to switch around. Jaina uh, Harding, who cares? They actually switched her around. Who cares? Because he said something. She made comments, comment. So you switch her around the rankings? Word? It makes no sense it makes no sense like oh my god and they they keep in i swear they keeping cat down so they can't justify the fight between her and cyborg just to have cyborg give her a champion should, to me even if just one fight one fight the champion should be able yeah i want everything to work per the rankings but if the rankings are a joke let the let the champion if they want to fight someone just give them you're not it's not like they're paying them millions of dollars you know hundred million dollars it's like shut up it's whatever we say but they're getting paid pennies like just give them a they should have a gimme if cyborg wants to face Cat zingano let her do it let her do it if rose wants to fight carla sparza to avenge that loss let it just give it to her carla deserves a title shot First of all, second of all, nobody cares if it's going to be boring. It's not like there's going to be a whole lot of exciting fights going forward, period. Hopefully we get a surprise. But to me, I thought that fight, the first fight between Asparza and Rose wasn't bad. I didn't think it was boring. And Esparza won by finish. What's that complain about? Might happen again. Um, but yeah, I think that should happen. Now we'll see what's going on. I wonder what's going on with Andrade because uh, she's the one right there. Andrade cuts back down again. I think that's it. Even for my girl Rodriguez, because she ain't never get hit. Really, she gets, she gets she gets tagged. Now I think now I don't like counting that Watterson fight because that was last minute, and I think she, you know she's doing a lot of cardio management, and, and both women were trying to pace themselves, but she was getting tagged. But it's Watterson, you know, Watterson, a lot of leg kicks. I know people say punching at the air. (laughs) But, you know, a ton, it was a ton of leg kicks. And she's using more low leg kicks, something that I wish she had done earlier in her career. Um, Because she really wasn't doing it. It was the combo like Chun-Li kind of thing going on. Um, just low leg kicks the same way that Dustin Poirier was using low leg kicks versus calf kicks versus Conor McGregor. Those kind of low leg kicks. But her being able to do combos with kicks will always be impressive to me. I know a lot of people crack jokes about her, but I always think that that is impressive. So I don't really like to count that fight as an example. But Marina, it's not like Marina doesn't get hit. You know what I'm saying? And to get hit by Andrade, man, a few punches and that's going to be the end of the fight. Even for a tank, because Marina Rodriguez is a tank. Cause like I said, she does get hit. She's a tank, but I don't think anyone can withstand too many blows from Andrade. You know, um, straight up, a lot of people married at um, Cynthia Calvillo. You can't take a bunch of punches from from Andrade. Period. Nobody. I don't give a damn who you are, male, female, just can't do it. When she, you know, and, and then to say, well, what about Valentina Shevchenko, it's Valentina Shechenko. She could beat all of us. Stop it. Um, but yeah, um, and yeah, I'm glad to see Stan Farettek moving on. December, her versus Ryuto Fogat. Oh, man. Still can't believe that Giorgio Patrician lost. That, that still blows my mind. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, great, great stuff there. This is huge. This is huge. I don't think either Friday could really beat Angela Lee. And, oh, man. Luan, oh, man. Estelle Nunes dropping the tea. Come to find out... Uh, Angela Lee coming in. At, Cause over there one at, at one championship, weight is actually straw so They actually, all the atom weights are actually coming in at 115. Now Stamp comes in at 51 kilograms, right? Uh well, she comes in under um 115. She's been coming in like 114. So she's probably true uh, Adam weight along with uh Hom, of course, because she's former weight champion. Um, so she, those two were true atom weights, but the rest of them are coming in at one fifteen. Apparently, Angela Lee is coming in as much as one twenty-seven. She was so far over in her matchup versus Nunez, Estelle Nunez. So they apparently they find Lee thirty percent. Estelle never saw that thirty percent, and she had to face someone who basically had to face a flyweight. That's insane. And then apparently two guys came on the timeline. I talked about this before. And my and me, like a fool, I came on a chime in on a conversation. I still wish I could find that so I can delete my idiot comment. Uh, but, yeah, they said apparently she's never coming at 115. So she her and a little bragging-ass family who, you know, they brag constantly. Kristen Lee crying because he won another rematch because he think he got gagged. He didn't get gagged. He didn't get gagged, bro. You got beat. Okay. Oak. Okay beat you bro uh yeah apparently she's never made 115 that's terrible so he's just cheating their asses off over there just to give her a push and then she's gonna try and challenge uh thug rose if he can't even make championship one straw weight limit how the hell are you gonna challenge some damn rose thug rose in a cross promotion stop stop it anyhow i'm gonna leave it here thank you guys for tuning in if you don't hear a podcast I'm still going to try and get suspect picks my pick cars my edited pick cars on uh, the webs uh, well I guess essentially the website at this point uh, at blockspot.com wordpress.com and but yeah you'll see it um sp- particularly I'm not sure about Twitter but you'll definitely see it on Instagram. So always look for those picks. And I'm going to try, especially for this one championship fight coming up, include more picks for more promotions, for sure. Uh, yeah, I did my Bellator picks. And, man, they were trash. <laughs> they were trash. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, check out my old picks on, on, uh, on Instagram. See how well I did. All right, you guys take care. Thank you everyone for joining me today, it's been greatly appreciated. Don't forget, if you download the Anchor app, all you have to do is search for the podcast that you want to listen to, MMA by Milliken. You'll see right in the menu bar at the top, where you can click to leave an audio, it could be an audio message or a question. Real easy to do. You don't need any equipment. Just use your phone. Talk right into your phone to ask questions or send in comments. It's the easiest way to do it. You can still listen to other podcasts through Anchor. Anchor, of course, is connected to Spotify. You can listen to the podcast there. Also, be found on Google Play and Apple Podcasts. Through Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star review. It's greatly appreciated content is slowly but surely being added to mma by milliken.blogspot.com don't forget to check me out on instagram mma.by.milliken i discuss a wider range array of things over on a personal account hassan at Hassan milliken on instagram and twitter If you love beautiful women, beautiful female celebrities, fighters included, check out Legs, L-E-G-S, at Legs, plural, show. On Twitter, just go right to the bio, click all that content to follow. I have content there daily. Also, there's legs.blogspot.com. If you don't even wanna mess with Twitter, And, yep, on Instagram as well. Thank you so much for joining me. You guys stay safe, stay strong, stay positive.